0: I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hi and welcome back. And if it's your first visit, I'm so glad that you found us. Now, in the last episode, we had a little look at how to avoid the feast and the famine in your private practice. So if you haven't listened to that already, go and check out episode 23 and see what I'm talking about. So adding on to that, what we're going to do today is we're going to look at how to time block your diary. Now, time blocking your diary is something that's so simple to do. You don't need anything extra to do it. And it's going to kind of revolutionize how you set up your week. I do it. It's fantastic. So what even is it? Well, if you've ever felt like you don't have enough hours in the day, or if you have trouble finding time to focus on your practice because you've got so many other things going on in your life, you're going to love this. Because sometimes, especially if you've got a family or another job, your private practice can sometimes kind of, I don't know, it doesn't take priority, does it? And other things will get in the way of it. But if you want to be successful in your private practice, really you need to find some a way to prioritize that you work the work that you do because time blocking is all about taking control of your time. It's all about being clear where your time goes and how you can set some realistic time boundaries so that you can get that all-important work-life balance into your life. Now it's about creating space in your life for all the things that you have to do or that you want to do and this is not just for work, it's also for leisure and self care as well, which we know are really important. But how often do they not get given priority? How often do we not sort of have them as an afterthought? And really importantly, this is all about making your private practice work for you in the way that you want it to. So, why do we want to do it? Well, it's going to help you to prioritize your marketing, which is It's not just important in business. Really, it's vital. I mean, we discussed this in episode 23. Marketing is the lifeblood of your business, because if you don't do your marketing, you're not going to get that steady stream of new client inquiries. So it's not something that's nice to do. It's a priority. And. It helps you to avoid that dreaded feast and famine situation where you go from being really busy to being really worried about where you're going to get your next clients. So I'm going to share this with you because it's just such a great little productivity secret that's going to help you to be a bit more, I guess, efficient and consistent when it comes to focusing on your private practice and maintaining a really healthy work-life balance. So before I tell you actually how to do it, I want to just talk through some of the benefits that you'll get if you start using time blocks in your diary. And I suppose one of the big ones for me is it's about energy. Now when I think back to when I first started in private practice you'll probably you'll probably identify with this because I think we all do this don't we when I first started in private practice I was so eager to see clients I'd literally try to accommodate any new client because I was just so grateful to have any so they would ring me, ring me up and we would talk and when it came to arranging an initial session I'd just say so when is good for you and I found a consequence of that was that I had clients dotted about all over the place and that could make my life difficult so it would mean that sometimes I'd have to rush home from my other job or work later than I really wanted to which wasn't good this means that it kind of it sounds a bit daft really but it all it's a little bit like having your therapist's hat on for more time of the day so let me tell you what I mean If you imagine that you've got a client at 10 o'clock in the morning and you've got another one at six o'clock in the evening, you've only seen two clients. So you've done two hours work, but you've kind of been on duty from 10 o'clock till six. And it has an impact on us energetically and it impacts what we do for the rest of the day. So it's hard to swap and change what we do. In that way, so it takes time for us to change that headspace, as it were, from being a therapist to other aspects of your life. Do you know what I mean? Do you understand? Do you sort of, do you sort of get that? So, if I'm having a day where I think, Right, today's a day I'm working, then I have my work hat on for the day, so I can't kind of relax properly. I don't know if it's just me that does that. Let me know if you do that too, please. But um, yeah, it's kind of an energy and a headspace kind of thing that we have. Another thing for me is if I block time off to do things like, for example, marketing or admin or writing something, it kind of means that we can get into the flow and therefore it means that we can achieve more stuff in less time. Now, I was reading about the fact that there's been some research that says that switching from one task to another takes a serious toll on on productivity and multitaskers have more trouble tuning out distractions than people who focus on one task at a time. So it used to be, people used to think it was great to be able to multitask, but actually the truth is you're going to get less done because you're, you're not focusing fully on one thing. So time blocking can really help you to get that focus and stay in the flow. Doing so many different things at once can actually impair your cognitive ability. So it might seem like a good idea for a busy person to multitask. But to be honest, the results are going to be a bit watered down. But you're still going to feel really tired. And obviously, this can result in contributing to any overwhelm that you feel. There's something about time blocking as well that really helps you to have clear boundaries. So and we all know, don't we, that clear boundaries are something that's fundamental in everybody's well-being. So this is going to help you to create a really good work-life balance, because you're not only going to make space for your work, but you're going to make space for leisure and self-care as well, which, you know, as I say, it's often a real afterthought. And it's going to help you to prioritize your marketing, which is so important in business. As we discussed in episode 23, marketing is the lifeblood of your business. No marketing, no clients. So it's not something that's nice to do. It's a priority. And if you want to see that steady stream of inquiries and avoid the dreaded feast and famine in your business, then this is something to do it's also a great way of helping to reduce any stress and overwhelm that we feel when we have different responsibilities so for example if you've got a different job or if you've got a family with young kids or you know you're you're a carer or something like that it can feel like we are pulled in all these different directions so if you have time that's been time that's being committed to different things it can help to reduce some of that stress for you and also some of those things that seem really urgent in the moment. So for example, if I'm, if I'm writing a blog and then suddenly I get an email and it says, oh, I need, can you help me to do this thing? It might seem really urgent at that time. And I think in the past I might have stopped writing and answered the email or whatever. But what happens now is I just ignore my emails because I know I have a time allotted in my day that I'm gonna then go and properly check out my emails so I don't have to worry about it. I know that at a certain time in my day I check my emails and I I, I, I respond to them at that time. It's also going to help to focus your attention because once you've decided that you're going to dedicate time on working on something specific You ignore anything else that distracts you from that task. So if you really get into the habit of properly working on something focused for a period of time, you'll start getting faster. So writing blog posts or scheduling social media gets faster. I talk about something called shiny object syndrome in episode 20. So if you find you get distracted easily, check out episode 20 and I've got some tips to help you with that as well. And obviously, if you're so focused on things, you're going to start just achieving more. You're going to get a lot more done. You're going to work on the things that are your most important priorities. So you're not going to be procrastinating as much. You're not going to be wasting your time. You're going to be accomplishing the things that are actually going to move your practice forward. So no more scrabbling around for snippets of time, not knowing what to do first. You'll already know in advance, and that makes you a lot more productive. And it encourages you to make the most of every working hour that you have. So if you only have a limited amount of time to work on your practice, then you'll find you want to get as much done in that time so that it doesn't sort of creep on so that you actually have to spend more time doing the thing. I want you to do all of your work as quickly as possible. And I'm sure that you want to do that as well. So finding ways to really boundary that time is going to help to focus you. So I hope you can see there's lots of good reasons why this is going to be great for you to do. But how do you actually do it? So let's talk about what you actually do. Before I just talk about how to do it, I want to just talk about how important it is to be realistic about this. How important it is to get really clear in advance about how much time that you will spend working on the different things that you do in the week. Because here's the thing, it can be really helpful to allocate time devoted to your practice and then treat it like a job. So then you have work hours that you stick to. So if you are in a paid employment and you have, say you work 15 hours in your paid employment, you know that those 15 hours, you're not going to book anything else in because you're at work and you treat it as work. And if you're at work and you've got a quiet time, you'll try to find other things that you can do within that time. So if you can do that within your private practice and work out how many private practice hours that you're at work, and then if you're in a quiet time, you can spend that extra time dedicated on doing those things that you need to do in your your practice. So imagine that you want to have 10 clients. Now, that doesn't mean that you find 10 hours a week for your work, because it means that you've got other, because it means you've got other things to do as well. So it means that you have to do the 10 hours with the clients. Plus you need time for any travel that you have, writing up your notes, supervision, admin, accounts, banking, any CPD you want to do, and of course, marketing. Now, how long it's going to take to do those things really depends on your personal circumstances. But can you see how easy it is to underestimate the amount of time you need to run a practice? So I'd suggest that you work out how many clients you want and how much time it's going to take to see the clients plus the associated tasks and decide yourself whether that's going to be realistic for you. Are you expecting too much of yourself? Because I know something about about counsellors. They tend to expect quite a lot of themselves. So it's important to get realistic on how much time you have to devote to your private practice and how, much time, how, how many clients you really want and how much time that's really going to take you. Because if you're really serious about running a private practice, then I've got a little bit of Janie Travis truth talk here for you. And that is that you should always make time for your marketing. As I said in the previous episode, if you're at capacity, you still need to make time in your diary to keep doing all of your con- constant and consistent marketing tasks, because otherwise you are going to run the risk of the highs and the lows, those feast and famine times that where you go through having a lot of clients, then they leave and then you have to start marketing again from scratch. I really don't want you to go through that. It's not very nice. So what we're aiming at is a consistent stream of new client inquiries. So you don't have to go through the stress and the anxiety of worrying about your income, you know, constantly dropping. It's just not a very nice place to be. Okay time blocking first of all what do you need well you don't really need anything you don't need any fancy apps you don't need to buy anything new you basically just use what you already have now I've always traditionally used a paper diary I tend to prefer a paper diary it's it's if I'm I'm lost without my diary I prefer a paper diary until recently, when I've got lots more online appointments and online commitments. So at the moment, I've got a Google Calendar, which is free and it syncs across all your devices. So it can be on your phone, your tablet, your computer, whatever. I actually use a little bit of both, but for the purposes of time blocking, I still use a paper diary, but it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Just use what you already use. And these are the steps. That you take, okay. Step number one block out all of your commitments that you already have. So, this could be another job that you have. So, block that time off because you're not going to be doing anything else in that time. What about your childcare commitments? Block off time there for things that you have to do already that are other commitments that you have. Step number two is you then block out self-care needs. So this could be you need to block out time for a doctor's appointment, a yoga class, lunch with a friend or things that you want to do. It might be that you need to block time out for things like your kid's sports day or something like that. And also to remember to schedule in breaks and time off because you're more likely to take a break if you've actually got it scheduled in your diary again, this is all about reducing overwhelm. It's all about increasing your self-care. So the first two steps are seeing how much time you've got once you've taken out these things that are really, really important. So step three is determining how many clients that you want and when, and you block these out. Okay. Now, if you already have existing clients, then Obviously, carry on seeing your existing clients, but move towards getting the clients to be working at the times that are best for you. So, for example, when I was working, I was doing either two or, well, it changed, actually. Sometimes I was two days, three days, four days, and it it really depended. But if I knew that I wanted to see clients between four and eight on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, put those times in your diary. Block those times out to, say, clients, you know, between those times. And those are the times that you'll be working towards filling in the future. And then after that, so once you've got time in, your perfect times to be working with clients. Block those in. And then think about time for doing your marketing, your admin and your training. As I say, this is a priority and it should be treated as such. And again, this is hard for me to tell you exactly how much time that you need because it depends on where you are in your journey. If you're a new client, sorry, if you're a new counsellor, for example, you're going to have to have more time to do these things. It's going to take you more time to do do all of these things because it's new and it takes longer to learn. But if you're an established counsellor and if you've established in the marketing that you do, you're going to have, it's going to take you less time to do it and you're going to have more of an idea of how long it's going to take So yeah that's something that you'll learn about how much time it's going to take over time but certainly to get started I would say at least an hour or two a week. I can't say for definite but at least an hour or two a week and then once you've put in that time then you can add some time for any recurring tasks like things like like I said before, time to check emails, time to check social media. So you just, I mean, I do that. I'll do 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the afternoon, and I'll just check through those things and sort of keep up to date with those things. And as I said before, be sure to schedule in some breaks. Be sure to give yourself a lunch break. Be sure to have a break in the afternoon. You know, it's so important. I don't want you to get burnt out. So self-care really, really is important. And like I say, you can do this really easily either on a paper diary. So, you know, just maybe get a pencil and schedule it in or color code it or you'll find you'll find a way to do it so that you know every day what you're hoping to do. So if, for example, you say on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I would really like to have clients between four and seven. If you haven't already got those clients, fill that time in anyway. And then energetically you know that at those times that's your private practice working times and you can actually put some time in there to do uh, some marketing to learn about marketing to do some CPD something like that so you can use that time for your private practice because it's time allocated to that part of your life. And this means that when somebody rings you or emails you for for an appointment, you can see what spaces you've got available and what spaces you want to fill, which means that you can stay in control. And if you want some help with this, listen to episode five, which is called How to Turn an Inquiry into a Booking, where I talk about this, about exactly how to go through that process when somebody phones you up for the first time. So what I would do is I'd give that person a couple of choices. So I would say maybe, right, I can do four o'clock on Monday or I can do half past five on Wednesday. And chances chances are they'll pick one of those two times. And if they want a different time, so if they said, I want to work on Friday afternoon, I never used to work Friday afternoon so if somebody would phone up and say I want to work you know come Friday afternoon or god forbid the weekend I don't want to work the weekend I know lots of people do it can be quite a good thing to do but I never wanted to if somebody phoned up and said I'd like to come Saturday morning I'd be able to say unfortunately I'm not available then but I could do and then offer them other times and what I noticed is that people that can often they're often really certain that they can't possibly do that other time. Once they realize that those are the only times that they that you've got, you'll often find they'll be a little bit more flexible. And if not, if they can't find, you know, time to do the times that are suitable for you, that's fine. They can find somebody else that will accommodate them. Because remember, if you don't normally work on a Saturday morning and you bend the rule for that one client, you can bet your bottom dollar that client ends up being long term. So that could mean months or even years of working on a day or time that is just not convenient for you. And it's one of the benefits, isn't it, of being self-employed. You have a choice to work when it suits you. And again, great for self-care. And there's kind of another benefit to this too. So Basically, I've told you about how to time block you know basically you just fill in your diary with all the things that you need to do and make sure that you stick to those times but there is a great benefit for it as well and that is if you have client appointments marked in your diary even if you don't have clients you're keeping those spaces free for clients and it works in a kind of if you build it, they will come. It's kind of, if you're into, if you're a little bit woo-woo and you're a little bit into manifesting, there's something about having space there that kind of welcomes that That into you, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense, but but having that space there and knowing right that space is devoted to my clients, it can really really help them to be attracted because it energetically holds that space for them. It says that you're serious about getting clients, and then the clients will kind of follow. Now I've experienced this myself, and I've seen it many times with uh, counselors that I've coached. Basically. They may have a really, really busy life. They might have a job and lots of other commitments. And when I say to them, when are you going to see clients? They kind of assure me that they're going to make time for them. But there's a problem here. If you don't have space in your diary to see clients it's possible that you won't put your heart and soul into attracting clients because subconsciously you know that it's going to be a bit of a headache trying to fit them in so subconsciously you can kind of push them away so i highly recommend that you clear the space in your diary and don't commit to other things at those times or If you do, make those things, things that you can really, really easily cancel. So the priority for that time is seeing clients. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense to you. If it doesn't, just drop me an email, jane at janetravis.co.uk and let me know. So make a commitment to yourself and your future clients to be available fully for them. So time blocking your diary is easy. It's free. It's really effective. So well, why wouldn't you do it? So I'd love for you to get started now. Grab your diary and um, get a timer and put your timer to 25 minutes and plan out your next month. And when the timer goes off, stop. And remember that this doesn't have to be perfect. It, it absolutely doesn't have to be perfect. It's still going to really help your practice, even if you do it in a very imperfect way. And incidentally, why am I asking you to set a timer for 25 minutes? It's called the Pomodoro technique. It's something we use a lot in the Grow Your Private Practice Club because it really helps you to Again, it's all about focus. It really focuses you to do one particular thing and it means you can get it done in a short amount of time as possible. If you give yourself an hour, it'll take an hour. If you give yourself 10 minutes, it'll take 10 minutes. So um, give yourself a set amount of time and when the timer goes off, stop. It stops you getting overwhelmed. I love it because it's really simple and effective. And if I'm ever struggling with procrastination or having a really uninspired day, It always helps me. I never fail to spark into action. Okay, so today we've had a little look at what time blocking is. We've looked at why it's going to really help you to take control of your week. We look at how it's going to increase productivity and reduce overwhelm and how it's going to be great for self-care, getting a good work-life balance and also reducing stress. And I've shown you how to get started, and I I think you can see it's pretty easy, isn't it? It's also going to help you to be realistic in how much time you have and how much time you need. You know, sometimes we can pluck out out of the air, yeah, I'd like 10 clients. But when we stop and think about it, that might not actually be the right number for you. And if you need any help with your marketing, any aspect of your marketing, no matter what stage you're in, whether you're new or you're an experienced counsellor, then come along and join the Grow Your Private Practice Club and see how much difference this extra focus and support will make to your practice. Okay, so that's it for this week. Remember the best places to find me are Instagram and that's grow your private practice all lowercase and no spaces and LinkedIn you can find me there just Jane Travis so come and please say hi I'd love that now don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss out on any of these episodes and have a fantastic week and I hope to see you again soon bye